the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm back. Uh, yeah, I was fixing to say, she's back. <laughs> you missed, Y'all stuck with me again. You missed it last week. We had, BB I and I had a good time. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't here for that. I was a little sick. You still sound a little... I sound weird, but it's just like, I'm not sick anymore. I just sound weird. I told my my voice doesn't sound the same. No, anymore. it doesn't. But I haven't been, like, actually sick in, like, four days. Five days. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it's good I to have you back. Thank, thank you. Where are we back to? Back. What do you mean? Where are we what are we doing to? here? You know, that's you're a great question. You're supposed to intro the show I, today. I don't know. I, I don't know. I know <laughs> I know the name of the show is Woods and Water, South Carolina, but I don't know what we do here. And we, you are? We talk. You oh, are? Oh, I'm, I'm Taylor. I'm Taylor. And I'm Roger. Hi, Roger. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> like a therapy session. <laughs> no, it's not. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> Hope y'all are having a good weekend. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We are one week out. The opening day of that season. Yay! I was a little disappointed that I thought it was today, <laughs> but I looked on my calendar and it's uh, not today. Always either the first Saturday or first Monday in September. Yeah. At least it's a Saturday though, because on Monday I'd be at school. Oh yeah. Senior year of high school. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting to be an old man, folks. Yeah, you are. You're a grandpa. You're you're literally a grandpa. I am. I had funny. four hours of quality time with Lee the other day. Quality time is it? He slept the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was great. I love it. He sleeps anywhere. I don't know. His eyes were wide open the other day. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he's alert. He was, yep. he was like looking around. and yep. I, He made eye contact with me, and his eyes got really big. And I was like, why, why, why are you looking at me like that? Look at. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. How, how's senior, senior of high school? Yeah. Is here. Yeah. A lot quicker than you figured on it, didn't you? It's littered with people everywhere asking me where I'm going to school next year. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay. I don't even know how I'm supposed to get through this school year. So One day at a time? When I get past the school year, then you can ask me. <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky, Christmas break. But before that, <laughs> not a good question to ask right now. But but, but so far, it's 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 going. It's going, huh? It just, it's just a shock to the system to go back to school, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Summertime, living was easy, lots of fishing going on, lots of just hanging out. And Sleeping in. Bang. And now Here I'm school. up at 7 o'clock every morning. And well, it's just getting you ready for deer season. No, no, because I sure get up a lot easier with deer season. <laughs> 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 if I'm going to be completely honest with you. No, I expect you to be completely honest with you. Yeah, there was a shirt I saw the other day. Yes. And it said, um, sorry I was late. It's not deer season, so I felt didn't feel the need to get up. <laughs> and I'll, I need that shirt. You need that shirt. I will wear it in, to my classes. <laughs> Speaking of deer season. Yes. 
Game Zone 2, Youth Day, September the 11th. That's coming up week after next. That's for us, yeah. Oh, Taylor. I know. You're going to have to study all night long a couple of nights to make to be able to go do all this stuff. I know. <laughs> oh I boy. Know. But, <laughs> but see, I'm not I'm not fully in deer season in my head yet because you haven't been to Chester. You haven't no, been working. Well, I yeah, have, you been I working. have been. I went to Chester with you the other day. One time. And excuse me for being busy and being a good student. Oh yeah. But um, I I haven't gotten past dove season yet. And also, my stand is nowhere near ready. It will be shortly. Trust me. I really hope Just so. trust me. Because I, I can't shoot anything. I moved mine. I, I moved yeah, my, I know my you did. Stand, yeah. we, had a, we had a time with that. That was fun. Got soaked. Yeah. A little cloud came out of nowhere. Next thing I know, it's just like pouring rain. Three or four bee stings, <laughs> and it's fine. But three or four beers, beast beer stings. Beer? Did you say beer? <laughs> <young lady? laughs> no. <laughs> Don't ask me why it came out of my mouth. Uh, bee stings <laughs> and a good soaking. It's up. Yeah. But yeah, I pulled up in the gator. I'd gone to get his chainsaw. Just. And it was, it was, it was drizzling, and then. All of a sudden. He was like, just, you may go, you may want to go park underneath the tree. Yeah. And I, I got my front tires in the woods, and it just. <laughs> you should have gone the other way to the pine trees. That have been a lot drier underneath them than underneath the but maple that we that were was, under. That was a while away, though. I would I have gotten more soaked. Yeah, you can only get so wet. And once you get soaked, you're soaked, right? There's no degrees after. When it's running off your head, Yep. there are no more degrees to being wet. You're just wet. There's no more. There's no way for your shirt to soak up any more wet right. really wet. That's Did right. you know... You're asking me. Just in general. Oh. Did you know that when people say run, it's like if you're like if you're coming out of the store or something like that and it's raining, people say like run to your car because yes. it's raining. Yes. Do you know you actually get wetter when you run than when you walk? I don't even want to think about that. Physics. Physics. Oh yeah, one of your one of your. Topics. The physics that I learned yes. in chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was pretty interesting though. Just that's that's my fact for the day. Your fact for Take the it or leave it. Okay. We'll leave it. Okay. I'll leave it. Okay. I don't want to think that hard. Okay. Uh, time, distance, and drizzle, huh? Time, <laughs> Try time, distance, and velocity of the rain. Well, that's true. Drizzle or <laughs> drizzle. pouring rain. I mean, which way? <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's let's get a let's get a calendar of events in here. Brought to you by Visit Anderson and Greenhall Landing and Event Center. And. Uh, you want to, what's, what's the date on yours? September 10th. Oh, then you need to start. Do I? Yeah, you need to start. Ooh, I have two that are the 10th. Well, you need, but that one's that one's sooner. You need to do okay, this one first. Okay, okay. Um, so we've talked to Davey Hyde on the show many, many times, but he is doing this thing with the National Bassmaster, I guess, the champion. He's the Bassmaster champion. Um, That sounds weird. But he is... Doing the fourth annual Real Connection campaign, uh, it raises awareness about the importance of fathers spending quality time with their children. Uh, all proceeds benefit South Carolina Center for Fathers and Families and its statewide program. And there are two ways to win. You can purchase a $100 raffle ticket to win the grand prize, which is a day on the lake with Davy Height. 
um, with one father, one child. Uh, only 250 grand prize tickets are available. Then you can do the second raffle, which is a purchase of $50 raffle ticket to win one of two Real Connection prize packages, which are over $500 value each. And it can contain a professional rod, real bait, and lure assortment with an American flag hat signed by Davey Height. There are a couple rules that they list here. I'm not going to go over all of them, but there's one that's really important. It is that all the information must be received by midnight on Tuesday, August 31st. So that, you know, y'all go ahead and enter for that because that's a really good cause and it sounds fun. I mean, who wouldn't want to be on a lake for a whole day with Davey Height? One of these days we're going to make it happen. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Hopefully up north somewhere, whacking smallmouth. Oh, uh, downgrade Santee. I'm fine with going to Santee. Yeah, Santee be fine, too. Either place he wants to take us is fine, or, or we can go medium either way. Yep. Uh, the seventh annual Warriors and Veterans Dove Hunt is taking place, uh, put on by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Charleston District, and the Sacon Department of Natural Resources. Uh, who? You, Warriors and Veterans. What? The seventh annual... Um, Veterans, Warriors, and Veterans Dove Hunt win Saturday the 11th, September 2021, from 1400 to 1700. So you got to be a warrior. That's uh, that's like two o'clock to five o'clock. Hey, good job with military time, Doug. Where the Cooper River Rediversion Project, which is canal waterfowl management area in St. Stephen, South Carolina, and uh, you know they got some COVID updates and stuff. Each each hunter should bring their own gun and a max of 50 shells. Um. Yeah, we'll cover some other stuff. All, you know, have your South Carolina hunting license, WMA permit, migratory bird permit, um, and bring snacks. There's free water on site. So contact Jesse Heflin at jesse.s.heflin at USAC, U-S-A-C-E, Army, dot mil. <laughs> Jeez, what a long one. All right, hang on. We'll be back with more. I kind of got caught a little bit off guard with that one and had to wrap it up really quick for uh-huh. the break. But anyway, um, you can you can go to that, I guess. Oh, gosh. I, you know, I don't know where I get some of this stuff from. That's an issue. Well, it's not an issue because it comes through to me. Oh, this is a constant contact thing. Oh, so it was an email I got then. Um, Taylor, go ahead. I'm going to find out where people can find more information on this. You okay. go ahead with your thing. Also, I really want to know when my... I have a whole show of music when that's coming oh. up because I'm I'm due for it. Okay. I, I'm a little go ahead little, with your music. Ugh. Um. Anyway, South Carolina DNR Women's Dove Clinic and Hunt. That sounds like so much fun. I really want to do it. It's September 10th uh, in St. Matthews. Registration starts at 12 p.m. Participants will learn the basics of dove hunting and important topics such as gun safety and marksmanship, game care and preparation, rules and regulations. If y'all are interested, email Mary Anna Mason at MasonM at DNR at or dot South Carolina dot gov for more details. I can't find where I got this thing from. That's not good. No, it's not. You want me to finish up mine? Yeah, go to yours. Let me look more places. Okay. Hook line and heroes. Uh is brought to you by Bethel Woods Camp 
and it is September 12th. It's for the visually impaired veterans. So, it, like I said, it's at Bethel Woods Camp. This is really hard to read. Your printouts don't look so good. Okay, time, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. can read it from over here. Um, I can't. It's like blurry. Transportation is available on a limited basis with advanced requests. Uh, Hook, Lion Heroes, and our sponsor will be providing fishing tackle, lunch, gifts for veterans, and prizes for the biggest fish of the day and most caught. RSVP to Cindy at 540-797-7086 or email her at cindy at hooklineandheroes.org. No later than September 1st. So I, I found it. Oh, good job. You go to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Charleston. If you Google U.S. Army U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Charleston, South Carolina, it pulls up their website. It is, they have a scroll, a scroller, and it is the first one. A scroller? Yeah, a scroller. scroller. You know, where it scrolls through pictures and issues. And stuff, it's the first one. So that's where you can go to find out more information on that one. Now, what to do the rest of the stuff? Oh, my goodness. You oh, are very right disorganized I'm just, just been, been a while. Um, okay, Iron Man Outdoors. And we need to get Tony Towns. He, I talked to him. He really didn't want to do it, but he told me he would fix me up with the, the person that would do it. Iron Man Outdoors, for those of you who don't know, is like a men's ministry for hunters and all. And, and you have weekend hunts for deer and pigs and all sorts of stuff, turkeys pigs. and all. And it's all over them. they got property all over they got Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina. I mean, they, got, they go all over. And it costs you something. It's not free, but oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a men's ministry. Called Iron Man Outdoors, and it's um need to get I need I need to make sure that happens. We got to do some planning. Yeah, we do. We have got to do some planning. We have we have gotten through this year. This has been a rough year. It's been a t- last year was a breeze compared to this one. Mm-hmm. For some reason or another, 2021's been a lot harder than 2020 was. But anyway, it's too much. So much going on. Anyway, uh, they're having a raffle. Uh, deadline is September 4th, and uh, you can. Uh, it's a, it's two Springfield rifles, Ooh. a Saint 5.56 and a Hellcat 9 millimeter. Only 250 tickets sold. Uh, tickets are fifty dollars each, or three for a hundred, and it's a sixteen hundred dollar winner take all. So that's cool. And you can go to Ironman Outdoors and uh, find out more information on that one. Is that it for the calendar? Yeah, I think it is. Ooh, we made it through that one. Yeah. Do we want to, I mean, dove season is right around the corner. Do we just want to kind of slide into dove season since it's coming? Yeah. Okay. You, you got, do you have the season date? You don't have season dates, do you? No, I have e-regulation stuff. Oh, you have, well, that's, that's pretty much the same thing. It doesn't have the dates, though. I've got dates right here. Okay. Well, I take that back. What is going on with this thing I'm today? I'm more prepared not... than you are today. Well, it's it. I don't really like the e-reg things. Uh huh. I like Excuse better me. when it goes to. Excuse me. <sighs> <laughs> I don't want to hear. You're the you're the last person to talk about. Oh, hey. No. Okay. Here here we go. The dove season in South Carolina, September 5th through September 7th. That is, well, shoot, that is not right. That's 2020. That's, why haven't they updated that? Uh, I don't know. 
This is a disaster, y'all. Yeah, it is. Okay, what have you got? Yeah, I... What do your e-regs say? I got Okay, you I'm you do some digging. Woefully unprepared today. You do today. some digging. Um, so, <laughs> a page of printout e-regulations that I have is <laughs> definitely screenshot. Because it's not 452 and... You you really needed to plug up your phone when you took the screenshot, Dad. Your battery was going low. Anywho, um, no species other than morning doves and Eurasian collared doves may be hunted during scheduled dove hunts. Uh, whenever you go to a field, public or private, pick up your shells, take a bag with you, pick them up. I mean, public more so than private. If it's your if it's your land. Do what you want, Don't but, it's take still, care of it. but it's still, yeah, still recommended. Yeah. But especially if you go to public lands, be respectful of the field owners. Do them a favor, because when they go back in there in the next season, they don't want to be finding pieces of plastic and shells and everything left over from you. So just pick up your spot when you leave the field. Uh, don't forget to get a migratory bird permit from your licensed vendor. It's required, but it's free. So don't trust about that. Bag limit, morning doves, 15 doves per day. No limit on your Asian collared doves. All hunters, please note that the following special regulations, okay, apply to all wildlife management area dove fields. Hunters are limited to 50 shells per hunt. Dove hunting on all public fields is afternoon only. No No entry onto the field before noon. No shoot after 6 p.m. during the first segment of this season, September 7th through October 12th. And if you're the shooter and you go to public field, it's your responsibility to make sure that field is legal to hunt. So go back. If you don't know some of the regulations, there was an article. I don't know where it went. But there, there's a list of regulations of how a field should be planted. It's right over there. And you want to read it off, or are you still, you're trying to find your thing? I, yeah, it's it's escaping. If y'all y'all, it's on. Was it on DNR? Well, see, it's separate. They always come out with migratory regulations after they push it because they, because they do the migratory stuff inside the federal guidelines or dates and all, and it's just not pulling up. I'm just, <laughs> I am floored that I can't find this. On the DNR website, because normally it's a website that's pretty easy. But anyway, um, big thing about doves. Okay, let's just, to come back to the splits and all that. I can't find them. I, I can't, I'm just, I'm blown away. I thought I had all this stuff ready. Woefully unprepared today, folks. Sorry about that. Um, dove field etiquette. Yes. It is okay. And it is, you will probably make friends, even though you don't know people. To call out birds for other people. Yep. You know, and when you're on a field and you're looking across the field and you see birds coming into the field from the other side, you know, hey, birds coming in the field. And say it loud enough for people can hear you. And a lot of people kind of look around like, hmm. But, you know, on a dove field, it's okay. It is, uh, it is perfectly okay to yell on a dove field. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just bird. That's right. People start looking around. That's right. Birds, you know, you give people a heads up that, hey, birds are on the field. But if you happen to yell in a certain direction of a person where you can see them and they have no reaction, they're probably like my brother-in-law and wear earplugs, <laughs> which I yeah. had no clue about yeah. until last season. Yeah. There was a dove coming in from the left side of the field. 
And I was like, bird, Daniel, bird. And he just, I could see him, he had his, he had his, he had his gun up on his shoulder, yeah. and he's just like, yeah. and I was like, Daniel, bird. It could, <laughs> it could happen. But yeah, talking on a dove field is kind of a community thing. It's, it's, uh, it's really neat. I mean, you can scare birds off yelling too loud. Um, but, you know, you might make a friend. Yep. So, the other rule is, yes. Go ahead. What were you going to say? That's not related to rules. So oh, well, then ahead. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Um, yeah, the other thing is, if you can't see the bird above the tree line, wherever you're looking at a tree line, you do not shoot at that bird. No. That is a low bird. That is that is an accident waiting to happen. Those birds are down below the tree line. When you shoot, that means your that means your trajectory is aimed almost directly at people across the field from you. Um, so yeah, and then that's another one to yell out about low bird. You know, just let everybody know there's low bird coming through. You know, chances are somebody might get a shot at it as it as it gets up to get out of the field or whatever. But yeah, you do not shoot at a bird that you can't see above the tree line. And I did find it. So oh, good. Okay, morning dove season, September 4th through October the 2nd. And remember, so the 4th, it's the first three days. So the 4th through Monday, I think, is going to be noon to 6, or noon to dusk. Um, remember that, those first few days are in start times at noon. Uh, that's the first split. The second split, November 13th and November 27th. And then December 17th through January 31st. What's interesting is, is you know, you can spread wheat, oats, and and some other stuff, but it's only I think October first through November the first. I thought it was That's according to Clemson. Um, no, I'm sorry, October first to November thirtieth. Uh, I'm proud of yep. myself. I knew it was the okay. end of November. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, that's the only you used to could we used to could top so wheat for dove season, hmm. but and opening day. I mean, I, many day. Many a year that I had plowed strips with top sowed wheat on top when it was perfectly legal. Right. But now it's now that's not legal until October the first. So you can coincide it with your deer plant and fall food that plots for true. deer. Yeah. Which is why it's in here because they 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 are saying it is a the bona fide agricultural practice for winter wheat and and small grains is what they pull it as wheat, oat, barley, rye, and triticale. Are what it falls under, so and it's you know, agri- you know agriculture, erosion control, cover crop, soil improvement, you know wildlife planting. It's it's some of the stuff they fall under. So yeah, but yeah, can't wait for noon. Well, actually, we probably so won't hit the field a little bit later. If you're even be gonna too be hot. here, yeah, fine. I'll be here. I'll you be will. Here. I'm okay. Yep. All right. Perfect. Anyway, y'all hang on. We got some more stuff to get to after the break. So more woods and water south on the way. Okay, there, there's a few things more that, that I need to cover with dove hunting. Now that I've got my wits about me, jeez, mm-hmm. it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Um, I'm, I'm embarrassed to be yeah, I'm hosting right. this. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, so morning, yeah, I was right. September 4th through the 6th, it's 12 noon until sunset, uh, half an hour before sunrise and sunset, until sunset for the rest of the season. We also have a, a coming in... Uh, September the 1st through September 30th is early season Canadian goose. 
and marsh hens and rails, common moor hens and purple gallinules comes in September 8th to September 12th. Those are the early season for those. Now, um, early teal season, September 10th to the 25th. So, let's see. Early teal is sunrise until sunset. Ducks, geese, all the others are half an hour before sunset. Sunrise until sunset. Your your limits. Doves are 15 a day. Early teal, which is blue and green wings, are six total. Uh, Canadian geese, the early season is 15 total. And then the moor hens, purple gallinules, rails, marsh hens. So the king and clapper rails are 15 total. Sora and Virginia are 25 total. More hens, gallinules are 15 total, and snipe model ducks, yeah, all that stuff and all. Um, won't get into that yet, but there was, oh yeah, we do have special youth dove hunts coming up. Good gracious alive. Uh, pre-registration is no, no longer required, and I hope I didn't cover this last time around. I hope you didn't either. I don't think I did. I hope I didn't. Anyway, if this is, you're just getting a little more coverage. Okay, so Abbeville County, the power partnership field on September 4th, Botany Bay in Charleston County. I did cover this last time. I just, it's, I did. I did. What I didn't do was WMA Public Dove Fields. Ah. That's what I didn't do. That's, okay. that's a must. So there are. I mean, every county, I'm just going to name off counties here, and you have a dove field. The best advice I can give you on this is to go out one evening after work, on your way home from work, five, six-ish. Don't run, don't go through the field. Just park on the edge of the field, sit there and observe. It's going to give you an idea of, you know, birds already on the field, getting up to move around, or birds coming into the field. Um, and, and, you know, that, and that's how you figure out. When, and, look, public dove fields are, are likely crowded places on opening day. Just be nice. Just be nice. You know, if somebody comes sits down 40 yards away from you, don't yell obscenities at them. Walk over to them and say, hey, look, it's a little close, you know. Um, it, you know, if, if there's no other place to go, maybe you can divide up, you know, shooting areas. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You're only allowed 50 shells, so it's not like you're going to be sitting there burning that barrel all afternoon. All right. So, anyway, just be nice. Be Be hospitable. You know, a lot of guys will go through 50 shells before 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and you might have two hours of prime shooting all to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, okay, Abbeville County, you got one. Aiken, Anderson, Berkeley, Charleston, Cherokee, Chester, Chesterfield, Clarendon, Colleton, Florence, Georgetown, Greenville, Hampton, Lawrence, Lexington, Marlboro, McCormick, Newberry, Oconee, Orangeburg, Pickens, Saluda, Spartanburg, Sumter, Union and York all have public dove fields. Some have multiples. If you go to the Department of Natural Resources web page, go to hunting, look down under doves, and it'll come up with a page, and it's got everything you need to know, the dove hunting and baiting, migratory bird general regulations, special youth hunts, WMA public dove fields, and then the spreadsheet with the migratory bird season dates, bag limits, and all that stuff. And make sure, I mean, it's going to be opening day. Y'all hunting public fields, make sure that you are fully licensed. You've got what you need. You're abiding by law because DNR. Yeah, and, they check those fields yeah, for opening day. DNR, and even if you're hunting a, a private land, they if they hear those shots, yep. they're going to show up and They'll just check. They're not going to be, you know, 
going there looking for something that you're doing wrong. They're probably just going to go and take your field and make sure everything's good. So just Check cooperate. your licenses. Make sure your gun's plugged yeah. with three shells. But just don't be sneaky about anything because they'll yeah. figure it out. <sighs> Pretty smart. Um, okay. I'm excited, though. Oh, yeah. I am, too. Duff season has definitely... It, it was like it was it was deer season it was on top for a very long time and that dove season was like like right there like okay. a very very close. So what have you got? What did you bring today? Absolutely nothing related to dove season, <laughs> um, but I think we covered most of what we needed to. Yes. I have a bunch of deer season stuff now, which I know I don't know for some of y'all maybe too early for this. It may be too hot to think about this. Too hot thing for me to think about it right now, but there. Was well, an article that DNR released about deer harvest in South Carolina, and that they've increased since 2020. Which, when I saw the article, I was like, "What?" <laughs> because everybody I talked to that hunted around here said they had a horrible season, but apparently not. But just wait. I mean, when I say horrible season, I'm not talking nobody shot like a buck with big with a big rack and stuff like that. This is going to change your mind on what you think a good harvest is. So, results of the 2020 Deer Hunter Survey, which, by the way, is why we always tell you to fill out that survey when you get it, because it is so important. That is how we get all of our information on the harvest each year, and that is that's very valuable to DNR. Um, but they so they conducted that survey in 2020, and it indicated that statewide harvest of deer increased by 2.4%. Not a big increase, but we're getting there. Uh, the harvest was estimated... 107,212 bucks and 90,681 does were harvested. The total of that harvest is 197,893 deer statewide, up slightly from the 2019 harvest, which was 193,073. That's according to Charles Ruth, who we have talked to before. Um, Yes, many times. He crunches a lot of numbers to get this. Yeah, he does. I'm... There's a bunch of numbers in this article, and it overwhelms me. And that's time. not the complete deer report. No, it's not. But between 2002 and 2015, the deer population has trended down but the over, with the overall harvest reduction. Um, and that's likely because of a couple of factors. Habit, or habitat. habitat. Habit, habit, habitat. Oh, I'm rubbing off on you today. Yeah, you are. Habitat. And that is has a big thing that me and Dad have talked about. Especially around here, I mean, neighborhoods are popping up everywhere. Deer are limited to where they can go right now. And there's not... I Unless mean, they come in your yard and eat your flowers at well, night. Yeah. <laughs> there's, they're limited to this plot of food and everything. I mean, things are changing for them. Um, another factor could be the long-term drought. And two decades of... A ton of antlerless deer harvest, which is something that we had talked about before. And then we had a bunch of coyotes come through here the past couple of years, and that has had an effect on the fall and survival rate in the spring. Still having an effect. Yes. But it has come up, and they're saying that's, that's partly because the, of the declining of coyote like, colonization. Yep. So we're coming, we're coming back. We're coming back. But fall of 2020 was the fourth season of the all-deer tagging system, which, um, and it was a statewide limit on antler deer. It's the first time we've, that's the first time we've ever had a limit in the low country. Oh, I was about to say, I was like. Had it up here, but the low country never had a limit on bugs. 
Huh, must be nice. <laughs> Although the harvest was increased 15% since 2016, this increase is the result of an increase in doe harvest, which, which is, is 25%. What we want. Yes. yes. Rather than the increased harvest of the bucks, which is 7%. Top counties for the harvest in 2020 include Anderson, Spartanburg, and Saluda in the Piedmont, Bamberg and Orangeburg in the Coastal Plain. And each of these counties had harvest rates of more than 13 deer per square mile. That's a bunch of deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the harvest is slower now compared to its peak a couple years ago, we as South Carolina are ranked the top among the southeastern states in harvest per unit area. Yep. Oh, that's pretty Not interesting. A lot of deer. But so that that kind of gives you an idea of where we're at going into this season. Yes, the surveys are very important when you get one this season. Make sure to fill it out. But you know, again, just just kind of be aware of those articles that come out. Just be up to date on your seasons. Kind of know where South Carolina stands with harvest rates and everything. So. But I am I am pretty relieved to hear about the coyote mm-hmm. yep. situation because that was that was a big thing in 2019 2018 was with those coyotes so earlier than that too oh yeah um uh, just a a lot of people are asking about striper die off on Lake Murray uh that's you know it's a temperature oxygen squeeze and and we had a a seminar down in Anderson uh, a couple of years ago about this very thing, the the how the oxygen in the big lakes gets compressed into a zone, and this typically has a fish kill occurs during the latter part of the summer and varies in magnitude from year to year. Uh, each summer, Lake Murray becomes stratified into several water layers that have cooler temperatures. You go deeper in various levels of dissolved oxygen, which fish need to survive. It happens on Lake Hartwell too. Um, and as summer progresses, temperatures in the upper layer exceed those preferred by striped bass, and some fish become confused to the deeper and cooler waters of the bottom layer as the oxygen levels in the deepest layer are depleted through natural processes of fish become stressed due to lack of sufficient oxygen, and they die off. So they're, the fish are okay to eat and everything, and uh, it happens every year. They'll stock more next year, so just beware. It's a natural occurrence, and it's not something to be so concerned about. All right. Next segment, coming up. This this is going to come out of left field here. Oh, no. Yeah, I might I might say that the next time. That's fun. I ran, just to kind of give you a heads up, because I, I probably need to do a little more research. I, I, these free movie stations we pick up now like on like the 225s and up that are Pluto stations and some of those others and whatever else. I caught a movie the other night called Savannah. Okay. And it's about a market duck hunter. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah. uh, Jim Jim Savizi? Is that who it is? Jim Cavizi? It's about it's t- it's supposedly true about a guy named Ward Allen, and I got two stories here I printed out, but I, I think I'm gonna wait on that one because it, it was really it's really kind of neat and it embodies Southern culture and all, and I, I love this huh. sort of stuff. But anyway, we get it. Uh, if you, well, well, I'll pick that up later on when I have and more. Uh, one more thing about dove season. Yes. 
Robert Rourke, Field and Stream, 1959. The dove is the only bird I know that is immune to static ballistics. <laughs> I mean to say, once you got your swing grooved on duck or quail or grouse or chuckers, the killing gets to be pretty automatic. Maybe the African sand grouse shares some of the dove's ability to loop and dart and sweep, to fly fast or lazy, and to change his pace like a good pitcher. But I doubt if it compares with the dove and versatility of erratic action. When you go dove hunting, you expect to miss. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough for dove season. Um, it, back a while, and this has been July the twelfth. It's right after we went up there and went whitewater rafting. They found uh, they found a historic canoe in the Chattooga River. Huh. Um. The archaeologists at the University of South Carolina say the boat could be 200 to 250 years old. Gosh. Uh, discovered that it could shed light on life in the late 1700s. Uh, you know, the Chattooga is the, the line between uh, South Carolina and Georgia up in that area. And um, they're a little rare. I would say a canoe on the Chattooga River is rare. Yeah, especially with everybody that goes down the Chattooga. Well, and how narrow it can be in some areas. And I'm not exactly sure where this was found, but... Uh, just came out this week. They they actually got it out. Took them six weeks. Gosh. Um, how do you haul a 200-year canoe out of a South Carolina river? It's harder than you think. Lynn Riddle wrote this in the state paper. Uh, the worst part of getting an ancient heart pine canoe that's been waterlogged for however many years right. was the second step, 100 yards up a 40-degree slope. Oh, gosh. That's steeper than some ski slopes. That's so steep that if you slip on leaves, you're going to slide all the way down. That's not to say any of the rest of it was easy, but um, the quote Buzz Williams, founder and chairman of the Chattooga Conservancy, I spent 13 full days over a six-week period recovering the canoe from the wild and scenic river that forms a border between Georgia and South Carolina. Um, they say, let's see, well, I thought in here they were talking about who made the canoe or what era it was from, but anyway, Okay. So it was in the river, not on the side. No, it was it was kind of in the river. The first pictures I saw it was kind of river, but they made like a they made a uh, a sling carry thing for it, huh. and people actually walked it out of the river. That, I would I would have been amazed. I thought they might have brought it out by helicopter, but evidently they yeah. they got it down. Well, but six that'd weeks. be hard to get it. You think it'd be hard to get it on a helicopter? Nah. Could be in the they stopped trout in the Chattooga by helicopter. That's true. Of course, depending on where it is, could have been hard. All right, go ahead. You got another one for us. I'm going back to deer season. Go back to deer season. This is an article that was on our stack that I'd seen a couple weeks back, and I was like, oh, this is a good one for me, and I thought it was pretty interesting. But it's how do you know when a deer is coming? Now, <laughs> we all we all know it can be very challenging when those leaves drop. It's a two-pound squirrel. And you've got, you got a, like a squirrel. <laughs> sounds like a freaking monster. Yes. <laughs> Or Bigfoot or something walking through the woods. And so I know I've been there many times. So I figured, let's do this because this, this could be cool and some good advice for this coming deer season. Learning when a deer is coming is possibly the most useful skill a hunter can acquire, which is very true. I'm still out there. Dad, are you there? Can you tell? I, You know, at times I can. At times I, I just, your radar goes off and you're like, that's a deer. And you just you get so like worked up. And, and, well, and you're and, like, well, and even when you know it's a squirrel, I mean, I I may know that's a squirrel. I know there's the always little, a possibility. It's just right. the way they walk through the leaves, and this this usually happens on in the October and November when the leaves are down and all. Right. 
You still have to look. Mm-hmm. You still have to look. You have to be sure. You have to be sure. You cannot <laughs> mentally. You cannot rule out the fact that it could be a deer. Right. Because sometimes, I mean, if you can be fooled by a squirrel, you can be fooled by a deer. Could that's be a squirrel moving around and a deer right with him. Yeah, that's true. You just never know. But it says every hunter has been fooled by the squirrel. Yes, I, every hunter has been. Or looked up to see a ninja deer. I had no clue what they meant by that, but that is a deer that you have no clue it was coming because it was so silent. Yes. I've never had one like that before. Oh, gosh. I haven't had that one yet. Those are really get your heart going. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. They just appear. <laughs> well, I'm ready to get over the decades that it says to master the skill because I'm about uh, daggum tired. Enjoy all of it. I'm, about, it. I'm tired it. of getting fooled by a squirrel. And then they start barking. I think they're laughing at me or something like that. Yeah, huh. Uh, the, the title of this section is The Evil Squirrels. <laughs> Most times you can tell the difference between a deer and a squirrel by the frequency that they move, which is true when you think about it, but when it's in that situation, it's kind of hard. Um, they sporadically move about and cause a lot of noise when they're chasing other squirrels. Singular squirrels can be more confusing because they hop around and not they don't really thrash that much unless they're looking for that acorn they forgot where they buried. Uh but this can make that sound look like a deer or sound like a deer to the untrained ear. And enough times you can tell that a squirrel sounds lighter on the leaves and that the frequency doesn't quite line up with what you expect a deer to sound like. But again, it it's I don't I don't know. There's there's gotta be a good excuse out there for why we still get we still get a mixed up, but Yeah, it's gonna happen the rest of your life, just get used to it. But as annoying as they are they actually help us. Now, all of us have heard a squirrel barking, whether that means they're barking at us or they're barking at something else in the woods. Now, if they're barking at us, it gets really hecka annoying, but if there's a squirrel in another section of the woods barking, you, your adrenaline starts going because you don't know what it's going to be. You, it can be another squirrel. It could be a bird. It could be Fox, a coyote. raccoon, a coyote, but there's always that Dog. possibility yep. that it could be a deer. Birds are very useful, useful in the woods, and I didn't really think about this. But the writer says that he pays more attention to crows because there are normally groups of crows and you can easily tell when they've been spooked and from what direction. And so he says whenever he sees that, you look in the direction which they've been spooked. It could be a deer, but it could be something like a squirrel. They also make alert calls before actually taking off. So then you have noise to go along with that. Many hunters cite blue jays um, for whitetail movements. It doesn't say why. Because Blue Jays make a lot of racket. They love to get aggravated and start whatever they that Blue Jay noise, that screaming they do. The Blue Jay noise? Yeah, it's aggravating. Mockingbirds irritate me. Nah, I don't know. Blue Jays. I hate Blue Jays. They're pretty, though. They are pretty. I mean, I don't hate them. I just, they they aggravate me. Like a squirrel that's barking at you. Blue Jay, if you move and he sees you, he's going to get right above you and he's just going to start screaming at you. I hate that, too. I've never had that happen before. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You haven't hunted enough. Ouch. Um, reading other deer. This is a lesson I learned when I was six, five. Uh, we were hunting off the deck in Chester, and as doe comes running out uh, uh, in the middle of the field, and me and my psychopath nine. killer. No, I was younger than that. I was way younger than that. My psychopath killer head, I was like, <gasps> shoot it, how to shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And I said, nope, look at the way she's looking. She keeps looking back behind her. Wait and see what comes out behind her. Sure enough, this what was it? Another doe comes running out. Oh, I thought it was the buck no, after that. So another there was doe, doe comes running out right behind her. 
And she did the same thing. And she, she did the same thing. They stopped. They were like mirror images of each other. Both of them looking back, and you were like, <gasps> "Shoot, Daddy! Shoot, Daddy! Shoot!" <laughs> Look, there's two. You can, you can hit, you can hit at least one. <laughs> there's two options here. <coughs> but then after that, this buck comes walking out the out the, in the field, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's why we waited." That's why you look at other deer. Right. Then it says, if you have a deer show up, and you do not plan on harvesting it, don't just rule it out. Pay attention. To the way that their body language is doing, deer have much better senses than we do. We don't really rely on our on our senses to hunt, but we use our brains. So we're gonna use our brains. And look at how the way the deer is reacting. Um, you need to pay attention to where the deer is looking and how its ears are pointed. They can point their ears in a direction that they hear something when they're feeding, especially during the rut. If you look at a doe when she's alone. And her body language is telling you there's something behind her. You keep looking behind her. That'll be an obvious sign of when a buck's coming. <laughs> a lot of does have survived because they look behind them, and we just know there's a buck back there, and sometimes there's not. Mm-hmm. They are gone. So if you happen to hear a stick break on the ground, you have a better chance of it being a deer. But... It could be a turkey, which has happened to me before, and I got really excited about that, so yeah. I can't really take that one. But it also says does being chased during the rut through the woods can sound like a bulldozer. Oh, absolutely. Which I've heard that before, and it kind of yeah. gets me excited. But then you have course, the ninja deer yeah. that sneaks up on you. But you also have taken into account, you know, when the leaves are on the ground and it's rained, that it's not going to be near as loud with movement. So you just have to, you have to really pay attention. That's when sometimes you just need to close your eyes and just focus on hearing because you can hear so much with just that. Focusing on one sense. And it works for me. But then if I keep my eyes closed too long, I'll fall asleep. I'll fall asleep if I keep my eyes closed too long. (laughs) Especially if it's the morning. You can't. And it's, it's like people who are blind or deaf will tell you that other senses become more acute. And, and it's true. You, when you're in the stand, if you if you eliminate, like you close your eyes and eliminate the the distraction of looking around and all, right? Then sometimes your ears can become more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And even and, and cup your hands behind your ears. I mean, you think you hear something coming? Try to try to directionalize that that sound. Yep. Um, but yeah, you, it's you'll never be totally ever. To the point of ruling out that that squirrel is not a deer. <laughs> Ever. So and that's what keeps it so much word. fun. I keep saying I'm going to go squirrel hunt one year. and I want to go. Out of revenge. But, yeah, you know, for revenge they're kill. Just, they're just you want to kill Hammy? Hammy, yeah, my buddy. Gosh, Dad. I love that movie. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. We had a good time. We'll, uh, we got some planning to do. Got some guests to get on. More fun coming. Yep. Make time to get out there. Take it backwards when you can. Don't forget the camera. See you back next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.